This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. It is Friday night. I am Stanford Chidge and uh, it means it's the preview show because we are going to talk about Chelsea versus Everton tonight. Another game upon us and uh, also we're going to catch up on some of the Chelsea news. In fact, we'll do that in part one in a minute. But uh, before that, I should welcome the absolutely on it and completely wide awake Jonathan Kidd. Said whilst yawning. Yes, why I said it, mate. Oh, Chidge, you're so For those of you listening in black and white. Yeah. At that exact moment, I yawned and cupped my hand <laughs> to my face. Yeah. Um, love it to be on the show. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Looking forward to this show. Yes, so. yes. Who have we got on this stupendous show, Mr. Kidd? Well, we have, obviously, two people of wit, charm and eloquence. And um, unfortunately, they couldn't come. So instead, <laughs> we've got... Uh, <laughs> We've got a couple of other reprobates as usual. No, we have the uh, the excellent the excellent Dane Whittle, um, who's handling all the handling all the uh, uh, the multimedia. Um, if I send you my fan bites, you put them on Instagram. They automatically go onto Facebook, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So if you send them to me via WhatsApp, or if you don't, then I just can screen record my phone and cut and do it that way. But it's easier if you send it to me. Yeah, no, I need to send them. I need to send. We need to get them up there. Good stuff. Good, excellent, and. Um, uh, Dane, of course, is uh, is also on um, went Mo King's Meadow and is um, is uh, very um, present in all footballing matters. And uh, um, as I said, very eloquent, uh, um, an analyst and critic, critic <laughs> of everything. Lovely to have you on the show, Dane. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. It's lovely seeing you. Hello to everyone in Mixler. Hopefully, Jesper's giving us a second chance after uh, getting rid of us after. A thousand episodes, and also a uh, happy Paddy's Day to anyone who's celebrating it. Well, or, or happy, happy Chelsea Fancast Logo Day, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah. too right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And uh, who else is our other our resident journo, mate? 
resident journo who is always on the ball, always uh, um, excellent in his analysis, always. I didn't hear him answering, asking a question at the presser today, but uh, I presume you were there. Were you there? I was there, yeah. He was there, yeah. And um, it is, of course, the the excellent Adam Newsom. Thank you very much, JK. Hmm. Um, what I was going to say, I've got distracted by Mixler, as I often do. Apologies, people. Um, yes, Adam, 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 Adam. We love having Adam on the show. There's a particular reason we love having Adam on the show, because normally in our warm up or warm down before we go live, Adam tells us all the embargoed stories. And then we have to like, he, I can see his face throughout the show thinking <laughs> they've got to behave. They've got to behave. And we do. We, we, I don't think we've ever let you down, have we? No, no we've yeah. been good. We've been good. Um, we will continue doing it tonight as well, because if ever there was a night where we could let you down, it could be tonight. Because I'm very <laughs> sad. I'm very sad to say that this is your last show with us, Adam. And we, I just wanted to get it out early. How much we really appreciated you being on the show. You have been, you have been superb. Considering you have to do this every bloody day for a job, you 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 step into the breach on most Fridays and for for love, not money. And I love you for it. So thank you from all of us, but particularly me. No, thank you. No, particularly me. No, me. No, no, me. I'm Spartacus. No, me, I'm Spartacus. Honestly, uh, I've had so much fun doing it with you guys. Um, I, I mean that sincerely. It's been really enjoyable, um, and I will miss doing it. Uh, the reasons why it's going to become apparent in the next They're embargoed, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> but All right, everybody. Be... He's been arrested and he's going <laughs> But no... I would say I've loved doing it, and I can only thank you all enough for being so welcoming. And uh, and yeah, I've miss, I'll miss you guys. Yeah, we'll miss you too, mate. We'll miss you too. But I'll tell you what, we're going to make you earn your corn tonight. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. Yes, as I said earlier on, we're going to have a bit of a roundup of the uh, the Chelsea news, uh, which will mean uh, who we got in the Champions League draw. Nobody knows. It'll be a secret, and I'll reveal it in a minute. No, that's clearly not true. Uh, possibly the return of Conte. Uh, Potter meeting the fans in the special, highly uh, VIP for posh people thing that they did yesterday. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Kidd was there. Who knew? Fancy that. (laughs) Uh, But also Potter dropping the F-bomb. Was JK involved in this advice? Who knows? But I'm going to pick JK's brains about. Of course, he'll probably say, cheat, cheat, cheat. I can't tell you anything because it's embargoed. Oh, good impression. Wasn't bad. (laughs) Wasn't bad. Well, I've been practicing. It's taken me 10 years, but I'm getting there. But we'll see if we can extract anything out of JK. And if we have time in part one, we might talk about Felix, because there was a very interesting article on football.london about that. And in part two, of course, we've got the, as apparently according to my running order, it says Leicester versus Chelsea preview. Clearly not true, because that was last week. Instead, in fact, it will be uh, Chelsea versus Everton. But we, we will be previewing that as we always do. So let's get into it. Blimey, blimey, blimey. If ever you needed any evidence whatsoever that UEFA is corrupt and rigged, <laughs> it is the fact that for the third season in a row, Chelsea have been drawn against Real Madrid in the Champions League. In fact, second year in a row, it's in the quarterfinal stage. Now, I'm actually not too bothered about this because I, I literally waited a lifetime for Chelsea to play Real Madrid. When I was growing up, Forget Barcelona, they were nothing. They're nobodies. Billy no-mates, nobodies. The greatest team in world football historically when I was growing up was always Real Madrid, and largely because of the mad 7-3 European Cup final. I think it was 1960 in Glasgow. Uh, But they won five uh, European Cups. They had De Stefano, Pushkas, 
They were they and they played in white. There was something mythical and mystical about them. Didn't and they have Garincha as well. Oh, very probably. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember. But anyway, of course, Chelsea played them in the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1971 when I was a mere six years old. In fact, I wasn't even six. I was still five. So. Uh, and then we had, we never played them again. And all I wanted in all of our European little excursions was to get Real Madrid and play them. And 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 now I'm changing my mind. I'm thinking, for God's sake, give us somebody else to play. For crying out loud! Anyway, the facts are, uh, we got Real Madrid. Uh, luckily, I think uh, we'll talk about this in a minute. But we got them in the away leg first, twelfth of and eighteenth of April. Uh, the other uh, draw is Inter versus Benfica, Man City versus Bayern. Milan versus Napoli. If we beat, uh, oh sorry, when we beat Real Madrid, we will get either Man City or Bayern. Uh, the other semi-final will be Milan, Napoli versus Inter or Benfica. So um, they really stitched us up like a kipper, J.K. in the draw. Real Madrid, uh, and then either Man City or Bayern Munich. They really don't like us, do they? It it, it smacks of um, an organised draw, doesn't it? Because it's given. Milan, Milan, I should say, and Napoli, um, an opportunity to get to the final uh, along with Inter and Benfica, um, none of whom are the fancied teams, and uh, one of whom hasn't won it. Which is which team is that team? Napoli. That's right. So um, do I get do I get a prize for that? Uh, no. Okay. Um, but well done. Um, so, uh, it, and the very fact that if, if we'd happened to beat Madrid, we then play City or Bayern. It just thinks all the better teams have all been drawn Actually, against. Man City other. haven't won it either. No, they haven't. Can't no, think why haven't. they haven't won it yet. Who yeah. knows? No, I meant out of those four. Oh, right, those. right, right, right. Um, but yeah, that's true, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Yes, of course. But um, yeah, it's, it looks rigged to me. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. There you go. Yeah. Here we go. It's, it's, uh, it's official. JK says, it looks rigged to me. It looks rigged go. to me. It's, it's, well, you can imagine them sitting down and they've got all this power and they're just saying, you know, they're saying, who's, who, what should we do today? I who's got the hot balls today? Yeah, I don't know why they're Dutch. <laughs> who's going to be the, who, what should we do? Hey, today? it's the UEFA Champions League draw. Let's go for a beer and a bong. A schmuck yeah, and a pancake. Let's, let's that's a, I know. I think we have City City and and uh, Bayern Munich and uh, Maria Madrid and Chelsea all play each other. And then everybody else can get on with it. Yeah, it's um, all bonkers, it, mate. It's it, bonkers. It is. Once again, the, what are the chances of drawing Madrid? As in the same way. What were the and ultimately drawing City again? Uh, what, what are the chances of of originally drawing City twice in the League Cup and the FA Cup? I mean, oh, it's bound to happen, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but you know, not not in the same season, Chidge. I mean, come yeah, on, mad. That, it? Was, that uh, was hot. That was hot balls time, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Before we get some analysis from uh, young Mister Newson, Dane, what what are you are you as cynical as the old gits that are me and J.K. or have you got a, a more youngish outlook on the fact that this is not actually rigged? With hot balls oh, or cold balls. It stinks. <laughs> I think it stinks. It, it's funny because uh, it come up a notification on my phone at work and I was busy at the time and all I saw it was Chelsea and I saw it say Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Man City and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I did, I did. I, that, that was me done. Uh, but yeah, similar to you, similar to you, Chid, you know, I went through such a long time where there was hot, there was there wasn't any European football and and then you'd start to to, to like certain big European teams because you know, you never played them. You know, so you would watch them on telly, whether it be Milan or Juventus, you know, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid. And then you started playing them and then you you found you they become rivals and you started to hate them. 
so on the one flip of the coin, you know, playing uh, Real Madrid again at home and potentially, well, but potentially Bayern Munich again, who we haven't played for a while in in the Champions League, is is you know the thought of going there and sitting there and watching that is 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 really really appealing. The something to look forward to, and it just made me think of like Chelsea, Man City have almost become the old you know the Mourinho Chelsea Liverpool isn't it but it's starting to get a little bit one-sided at the moment with 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 us and City so I'd, I'd really like to avoid them yeah definitely well Adam we've got to we've got to beat Real Madrid first and uh, there are some lovely stats which uh, <clears throat> we'll be doing the rounds when we preview it obviously but uh, I picked out one from uh, from Football London uh, that uh Chelsea have lost. Actually, you you nicked it from Opta, so I don't think it's entirely down to you. But anyway, Chelsea have only lost one of their seven games against Real Madrid in European competition. Indeed, they have the lowest percentage of losses against Real Madrid, fourteen percent of any side to have played them five plus times in Europe, which is quite quite some stat. Um, we've also beaten all the other quarter finalists, two in the Champions League final. Bayern and Man City have beaten AC Milan twice this season. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm actually, do you know what? I am, I mean, apart from the fact that I think it's rigged, um, I'm not downhearted <laughs> by this. I think, I think after, after the fright we gave them last time, the last people, I mean, Aspie had it right. They should be all worried about playing us, frankly. I think most will be to an extent. Obviously, this isn't necessarily the same Chelsea team in terms of mentality that went to the Bernabeu last year and were 3-0 up after 75 minutes but I still can't quite work out Real Madrid and that feels very disingenuous to say given they are European champions but last season they seem to have half hour spells in each tie they played and basically sewed up games and ties in that and they're kind of doing it again this season Uh, the Liverpool one you know they, they turned up for about 35 minutes at Anfield scored five goals and the tie was done so I can't quite work them out I think Chelsea can give them a very good game, even given Chelsea's form in recent months. I think they're coming into a good moment, uh, to use an Ancelotti-ism. Um, but yeah, it's, as you said, I, the draw is is unfavourable on paper, but it's the Champions League. You end up going to play good teams at some point. Um, and I think Chelsea can overcome Real Madrid. And it would be quite, quite useful if Bayern could take our City along the way because I really, really don't want to go back to the Etihad again this <laughs> season in a cup competition. So if, yeah. Bayern can take out, if Bayern can take out City, then, you know, Munich, Chelsea have some good memories there, if uh, if I remember correctly. I, I think that I watched the Liverpool game during the week and Bayern appear to be um, uh, so very reliant on Vinicius, who is outstanding really quite brilliant it, it's so quick and so skillful and and had um robertson round tied around his little finger it was just awful um cross after cross after cross and also he, even just excellence the goal for Be- benzema during the week he was on the ground and they're all dithering a bit and he slides in and crosses it benzema's all over the place at the moment can't seem to score um other than obviously the tap in but uh uh, I think which, I which think, opponent did Vinicius say was his one of his hardest he's come up against? Yeah, Reese James is 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 okay. the exactly what a point I was going to make. Now the thing is, will Reese be fit? Will it be the same Reese? But it all appears to be coming to a kind of nice coming to a head, doesn't it? With with N'Golo, um coming back into uh, contention. I mean, he made a point in the presser today, Potter, saying that um, 
they would they would they weren't going to just dump him in they'd have to put him in cotton wool which i not that he used those words he just i don't think he knows that expression i think so he probably um just came, came well i can't remember what he came up with but whatever it was it was that they put him in at stages which makes sense because they seem to want to do that with everybody and and you know uh, after cucarella um we have to start taking his man management seriously um but uh um i i think it'll be a very different team who play Madrid if Luis James is at the same pitch that he was last season because he'll he'll stop Vinicius from playing or he'll give him a very hard time so they won't have the the uh, the ability to constantly get the ball centered and the full back being being completely taken to the cleaners as i said so i mean that that's a very a, a big positive and other than that um uh, I, I, you know, I, I actually think that's their main source of goals. So, if we're if we play well, and Kovacic is at his same level that he was last season when he was fantastic against uh, um, uh, Real at the Bernabeu, and and also we don't have the idiocy of of having a goalkeeper who gives the ball away immediately, which because obviously Mandy won't be playing. Um, I, I'm very positive about it. Actually, I, th- I think very well me too mate sorry go on adam you come back come back in remember just at the burnabout reese didn't play as a wing back though he played on the right of the back three mm. and ruben played as the wing back yeah true true so that's absolutely was, true absolutely right but i think wasn't that because wasn't that because he was designated vinicius yes really because yes. all he did was just stop him from playing and, and then got himself up a few times put a few centers in but i think if they do one for one and it means their best player doesn't ever get the ball great I, mean, I think you could probably back Wes Fafana too because he's yeah good point mobile. good point he's got the same speed absolutely so yeah. you could maybe yeah. actually put him up against Vinicius and let Reese run the wing this I'm, time I'm not but... as convinced that that that, that to, um Fafana has the same defensive skills as Reese. I just think Reese was so focused in that game he's so good at stopping a really good player from playing. I mean, they they all said they wanted to sign him, didn't they? They said because who, yeah. who was that boy playing? You know, right right wing back or what it was, right defender. We want him, and you know, stuff as if they're going to buy him, obviously. But it was. Uh, I'm just a bit disturbed that he's not available again this weekend because of his. Is he definitely not available? No, Reese Reese is around. He's he, he was in training. He he was ill last week. It wasn't an injury. Oh, I thought I thought he mentioned it in the presser that he was that he'd got a, a problem. No. Oh, okay. I'm okay, worried. I've got a late change to my team selection then. <laughs> no, no, no. I, if he's because I thought I thought the same, mate. Yeah, I thought the same. Yeah, I thought he mentioned it. I got it. All right. Me. Listen, Adam. One thing we do know is that because uh, you were at the presser, weren't you? And I know we'll, we we might talk about this again in the part two. But the uh, the 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 runes are saying that Kante is now. He's now available for selection. Can I put it like that? He's in the squad, Chidge. Yeah, Adam. He's he's available for the match day squad. I would be very. He won't. He won't start. He won't start. If he gets ten minutes, fantastic. And then they'll build him up from there. Obviously, the international break probably complicates it actually a little bit more. Has he been called up? No. (laughs) My my fear is if he plays five minutes, Didier Deschamps would be on the phone saying, "Right, let's get him in the squad." But no, he's not been called up. And I think we've got, what, one game, is it, after the international break before Real Madrid? So Well, we've got, yeah, I mean, we've we've got three, actually, haven't we? We've got Villa at home, we've got Liverpool at home, Wolves away, and then Real Madrid. Okay, okay. So they'll probably step it up. 
yeah, they'll probably step it up. So maybe for that Real Madrid game, he's able to start. Mm. Whether or not he'll come back, whether or not he'll come back and be the N'Golo Kante of two years ago is up for debate. There's a lot of people at Chelsea who are actually quite happy with his rehab and actually think that he may be physically in the best position he's been in for quite a long time because he hasn't been rushed back. They have been really, really cautious with him this time and they've taken it slowly. And there are some who now think that he might be in the best shape he's been in for a while. Mm. Which That's very encouraging. That's very game, encouraging. So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, Dane? I mean, with those three games before the Real Madrid game, you, you can see him, I mean... I'm just, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. You know, half an hour, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, I would imagine, ideally. Um, Dane, do you reckon that would work? It's hard to know, isn't it? Because even uh, I was talking to an Arsenal friend uh, recently and Jesus came on for, what, eight minutes away at Fulham and started the game last night. So that was a surprise because he was out for quite a while. I think I think they'll just take it really slowly with with, with N'Golo. You know, he's he's clearly, they clearly rate him massively highly as, 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 as rumours of... You know, there's a good chance they believe we can win a Champions League if we get him fit. I suppose it'd be stupid enough to to, to chuck him in. Like we we've seen like Reese come back o- over the last eighteen months after quite a long time out and and play a, a really stellar, really man of the match performance game. One that stands to mind was away to Burnley, a lot of assists and a goal, and then he's out injured again. Uh, so I think they will wrap him up in cotton wool. Yeah, twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there. How many games have we got before Real Madrid? Three. Hmm. 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Yeah, I mean, you can probably get a good hour out of him, couldn't you? And and a big, it'd be, for someone with his experience, his wealth of experience and, and his stature in the game, to get him fit and starting away at, in the Bernabeu would be a massive boost for us. One thing Potter has in his, in it, look, for all the criticisms he's faced, he has been always very careful with the injured players. Yeah. So I think he will very much take it easy. And, and even if it looks on paper... A strange choice not to play in Kante. If he's not 100% ready, then he won't do it, I don't think. I mean, that's the one of the advantages of having a manager in charge. He's not worried about his job every every match, frankly, mm. because managers who uh, you know, are worried that their neck is on the block are going to be selfish and say, I don't care about your career. It's my, my career I'm, I'm worried about, so you're playing, mate. Um, JK, one thing that occurs to me, dear boy, <clears throat> I mean, at the moment, you know, we said this last week, didn't we? We said that... Uh, that um, Enzo and Kovacic are providing balance to that team that we haven't had in the midfield, I think, for a very long time. You know, love or hate Jorginho, there were many great things that Jorginho did for this club, but there were things that were a problem that had, that had to be mitigated against. So I don't think it ever really led to a, you know, a balanced midfield, apart from perhaps when Kante was playing with him and was effectively being two players. So you've got this nice little bond developing now between Enzo and Kovacic. And we've been asking it, haven't we? What, where does Kante fit in? Will it disrupt that rhythm? Will they have to find a new rhythm? Is there not enough time to find a new rhythm? Who knows? Well, if he, if he maintains playing the um, three at the back with the two wing backs, which I think he would be foolish to move away from from the beginning of the game, I think he can move it around later on when he makes substitutions. Um it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you've then got obviously the five pick themselves, and unless Silver's playing, I have to say I'm very happy with the with Cucurella, Koulibaly, and um, and Fofana as the three at the moment because they all look to be um, dovetailing and and complementing each other very well indeed. So we've also got a problem when Silver comes back, who's who's not going to? I suppose you wouldn't pick Cucurella 
and you probably play Koulibaly on the left, but I think Koulibaly plays a bit better in the centre. Well, let's see, let's see. But um, so you've got those five, and then if he plays the same way when you've got the the uh, the five at the back, and he has the three up front, one of whom is the the speed merchant, a la Werner as used to be, and it's Sterling, but he's injured, so it's Mudrik or even Pulisic, um, and you've got Havertz in behind him because they Havertz picks himself. It's a question of the, the the other two, isn't it? So if you then just play the two midfield, I mean, do you play five three? Well, you could five two. three two, yeah, three five two. Five, three, two. So you'd three, in other five, words, Kante, and you'd have Enzo on the left. So you've got these, the midfield is a a different shape and a different speed because the ball will be getting up there much more quickly. But it uh, it's I, I saw a very interesting article just to slightly change the subject but 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 incorporate this this idea that um uh the the teams that pressed the most last season are the ones with the most injuries yeah so liverpool and chelsea are both bottom 124 and, matches our players have missed yeah yeah as a consequence of that and it makes you think okay we won't therefore be playing the way that tuchel played when we won the champions league because that was the ultimate press game he actually the big thing was to push the opposition off against Madrid when in the semi-final we just pushed them out and they couldn't play but Kante was the kind of force behind that because he would just mop up all the time and drive forwards so it depends what pattern Potter is going to use uh, with the wing backs um whether they uh, because clearly they all teams cannot maintain that intensity without breaking down that appears to me to be the the uh, um, the lesson from all of this so that's why we look at them and we've been saying why aren't they pressing why aren't they pressing i'm sure it's a fitness thing i'm sure it's a medical thing i'm sure they're looking and they're thinking right you can only press for a small amount of the game that's why occasionally you see them pressing and they're not it's because they don't want to exhaust them or and because i think the more exhausted they are the more susceptible to injury they are so i think that's that's a policy that is being applied in the premier league generally so um, it, it will have to be whether you decide to do it for a game, I think. I mean, it may be that uh, Ancelotti was saying with the 35 minutes for Madrid, perhaps for 35 minutes, they're on it. And then they spend the rest of the time leaning back, just not 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 engaging because they don't want to knacker themselves. So that is a deliberate ploy. So in the same way, it might be you pay Kante for, you know, a burst or you pay, you then you just change the system. And then Kovacic comes on, or you just play with the two. I don't know. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be very isn't it? revealing. Yeah. He's going to it end really, up. Really, yeah, it is going to be fascinating. I mean, Adam, I, I think that 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 that's not. Uh, JK has come up with quite a good idea there because, you know, we. I think I think the. I mean, you know, it's it's very interesting how this is panning out, isn't it? Because we again we mentioned this on the show last week. The one thing that we shouldn't grumble about too much is actually, I mean, statistically certainly is is Chelsea's defence, which is as good as any in the league at the moment. And, you know, in a season where we've been shocking for most of it, that's quite impressive. So it seems that we are reverting back, uh, in a sense, to, to what we were always being good at, which is playing with three at the back, being solid in defence. And if, if, you, if you can keep a clean sheet, you're always in the game. Or alternatively, get in the game, get ahead in the game, and then keep a clean sheet, which is kind of really what what JK was intimating there. That 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 to me would be quite effective if we can score a goal, of course. <laughs> well, as as Thomas Tuchel emphatically proved, it's a defence that can win you a Champions League, especially when you get to this stage. So, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one. I, I kind of have a gut feeling that we may see, because Kovacic hasn't played that much football this season. He's, again, another player, you know, JK was talking earlier. He plays three games and he misses two, or he plays one game and steps out for another game. So I'm not sure it's going to be a huge issue just because I think Chelsea is still managing Kovacic. So if you've got Kante... Yeah, you have to pick how you want to use him. You can use him from the start and try and get ahead, as, as you mentioned, Chidgen would probably be the way I'd go with it. And then you can bring on cover and then let him sort of keep possession and then make sure Chelsea have the ball when they're when they're defending, mm. um, rather than probably bringing him on when Chelsea are ahead, because I think it's more likely Chelsea will get ahead with Kante in the team. Mm. Who, what players do you think they're managing at the moment? Out of curiosity. Uh, I think they have been managing Reese because we know that his body's been a bit sort of run down over the last year. They'll manage Kante, of course. Sterling will be managed, I suppose, when he gets back now because of this hamstring issue. Mount, they are seemingly managing at the moment because Mudrick, he's not. Mudrick is not having played for four Mudrick, games. I think they managed in a different way. Oh, I don't think that was that wasn't anything to do with injuries. That was more easing him into it they put him in it didn't go brilliantly for him so they took him out again he's a, he's a young guy coming to a new country very new style of football the ukrainian season finished up in november so he hadn't been playing regularly anyway so he was being managed in a different way and there's probably that sort of argument's been made for people like maddie wake and and maybe even badia shield to an extent there's so many new players that they are all adapting and all trying to get up to speed that it's it's not an easy task for a head coach to try and get everyone into the right frame of mind. But yeah, maybe by the time we get to this Real Madrid game, they'll have a squad touch wood that is mostly fit and of players who are fully up to speed and adapted to, to what they want. It's an interesting problem that they have because basically half the team, half the squad are being managed for one reason or another. I mean, another one you can throw into that mix is Pulisic, I think. Um, Dane, here's, a, here's an interesting stat. I don't know if it's a stat, actually. I nicked this from Football football <laughs> London. There are... I mean, I love the way... I don't know who wrote this. It probably was Adam now, and I'll get into trouble. But no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, right, there are seven stars walking a tightrope, or there will be. Uh, uh, um, Kepa, Rhys James, Thiago Silva, Koulibaly, Fernandes, Gallagher, and Mudrik. Uh, are, the majority of them are on two yellow cards, which means if they get a yellow card... So they're basically one one yellow card away from a suspension in the first leg of the Real Madrid match. So that's something else that... Uh, I mean, see, my view on this, Dane, is that Potter doesn't have to think about that because you can't. You either get a yellow card or you don't. And if they do, you deal with it. But what do you reckon? Or you get Jeff Sheaves to tell you afterwards that oh, you uh, got suspended. That still uh, hurts after all these years. It yeah. was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the the, the question of how Adam sits there and listens to. They always they, they always get the questions first, and they usually the Sky Sports news team at, at, at Chelsea press conference, and I'd sit there. Jesus Christ, it's it's how Adam sits there so professionally, and not cracks up laughing but yeah yeah it is it's funny isn't it I, you don't think about it you you have to play a certain way and you know if, if you get a book in then it then it's tough isn't it uh the only the only the only time they'd have to be really disciplined is, is to not get zen sent off 
but it's, it's just something they have to manage and they're professional enough. And you, you're right. The way, you know, if, if, if Potter, you know, if we, we get through these next three games unscathed and, and unfortunately someone does pick up a booking, you'll have so many players who will be up for playing that second leg that if we unfortunately get a booking, then replacement should be, should be well ready for it. I agree with Although, all of that. Uh, you don't want to lose Reese, though. Apart no. from Reese, yes, definitely. Out of everyone, out of everyone in that list. Yeah. But Reece it all, it probably. always happens, doesn't it, at this stage of the competition? You lose somebody through injury, somebody gets sent off, somebody gets a yellow card and they're suspended. It happens. I mean, there's that lovely, I can't remember what round it was now. I think it was during the lockdown, but that lovely picture of Mason Mount and uh, Silver bouncing up and down in the, in the stands, weren't they? Because they couldn't mm. play. Um, right, moving things on. Uh, Potter, uh, Graham Potter, did a meet and greet with the, the meet and greet with the greet and the good yesterday. And of course, amongst them, the greatest of them all, Sir Jonathan of Kidd in his in his posh, posh, uh, what? Excuse me, Duke of Kidd. Surely. Oh, sorry, Duke of Kidd. With his posh entitlement to get secret meetings with Graham Potter. What happened, mate? Are you allowed to tell us anything about it? Yeah, I don't mind talking about it at all. You know, they yeah, didn't tell you you can't. T- Whenever I have a meeting with the club, they say, you can't tell anybody anything about this meeting. Not a, not a word was said about that. No, it was um, it was a bit of a fiasco. No, yes. no, really? Yes, kill with a, Supremes. With a with an um, emphasis on the F bit of fiasco. Yeah, yeah. It they they made a a ridiculous decision, which smacked of um, people not thinking it through. Which was on the stage where everybody came to do their turns. They only had speakers by the by the stage which was in the middle of the stand it's the lower stand in the um it's the uh it's the um the shed end it was the shed end stand we had we we entered via the copthorn and, and had this immensely long walk having dumped our bags or coats and i thought it was actually smart casual so i was wearing a jacket and a shirt not realizing that everybody turned up in whatever they felt like so there were people wandering around in jeans and t-shirts i felt a bit of a mug um but um uh yeah they they only had speakers in the middle and they had screens of it everywhere and you couldn't hear anywhere else in it so consequently everybody gave up and just started talking amongst themselves so um you know there was um as as my friend david wilkinson who used to be john cleese's agent and peter cook's agent who i who sits near me said um said uh, uh, they lost the room very early on. Now, they regained it when um, Potter sat down with Emma Hayes and Aspie and um, the women's captain, who's, uh, I can't, um, what's her name? I can't remember it. Um, Dane, it's your moment to shine, women's captain. Magdalena Erickson. Yes, 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 yes. Who was very, very uh, excellently loquacious, actually. She was great. They were all great. They were all excellent. But it, all the questions were being asked by, by um, Lee, the uh, uh, you know the, the the guy who does the announcements at the bridge, who I have to say was terrific. But um, we thought it was going to be a Q and A from the from us that we could then leap in with questions. But uh-uh. okay. it was it was a Q and A. They're not that Lee. stupid. No, they're not that stupid. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Uh, um, and he did a very good job, but it was just sound bites. It was little sound bites. And but the 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 big sound bite moment was, of course, when um, Potter, being asked about how he thought the season would go, says, "Well, you know, let's try and win the fucking Champions League." He said, and everybody went, Ray! "Well, the few who could hear him saying that went, Ray! 
near the stage and everybody else had given up, particularly anybody over 60 was sitting in the chairs um, looking rather gloomy, having a free glass of wine because they couldn't hear anything. Um, uh, I'd scrabbled towards near the front, so I heard him say that. But um, well, I thought he said that. But uh, and I said to somebody, "Did he say fucking?" And they said, "Yes, he did." I went, "Oh God, he's, he's been paying attention to my uh, <laughs> to my little um, presser reports." Uh, um, uh, do you have any uh, any inf interesting information to uh, to uh, to tell us? Regale you with? Yeah. No, other than him swearing, other than him saying um, and looking very much more relaxed. Mm. I think he's he's as he was. He was much more relaxed in the press conference today. You agree with that, Adam? I think I think he was yeah. There's a there's a um, uh, he still has the same limited vocabulary, but you know we've established that. But he's um, uh, he he's he's blossoming due to the fact the team are doing better, which makes great sense. Makes sense, and it, you can understand. I think somebody said to me, um, I had a quick chat with somebody. I can't remember who it was. Got, there were lots of people coming up to me, which was absolutely fantastic of them, saying, you know, really like the fan bite, mate, which I have to say I love. It's, it's, it's great. But And a couple of chats you'd have about about um, about the team with them, which was great. And some bloke said to me I'd never seen before, said, well, I think I think you've got to appreciate that he's um, uh, he, he's getting more relaxed now that, the, obviously, the team are winning. So when I said, yeah, I agree with you completely over that. So... Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a, it was an interesting evening because there've been lots of complaints from people um, that it was restricted to those um, who were the richest amongst the supporters. Um, but it was for the Chelsea Foundation. There was a raffle. There was um, a, a lot of memorabilia being sold, and they were very keen to. Obviously, they spent a lot of money on it, but it was it was for a charitable organisation. So I was, um, you could see why they'd attempted to get more of hospitality people to go and see it. They've got money to splash out on memorabilia. Money, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Did you, did, you have to pay, did you have to pay for a ticket? No, no, no. They allowed you in for free and you got um, you got a bit of grub. But this is a tradition that used to be the case that they just did it for hospitality people over the last few years. The first time they've done it for five years. They just seemed to invite more people than before. I think they opened it up to uh, to other stands as well. Or perhaps they've got more hospitality people there than they had before. I, I don't remember there being... There were a thousand people there at least, so there was a bit milling. And the trouble was they, they were they reduced the light to that of a, of a nightclub, so it was very dark, and the music was ludicrously loud. So you're having a conversation with somebody and shouting, of okay, course. I blame the youth, mate. So well, no, but in fact, yeah, but I'm far too old to uh, to appreciate. That's why I always blame the youth. Yeah, so I I I found it. A I difficult... hate nightclubs for that very reason. No, very reason. But it, that was the. It seemed to me that was the aim to create a nightclub ambiance, which I'm sure some people liked, and the booze was free, so they and the food was free, so they were very happy to. Did you, uh, did you throw, throw any moves, mate? Embrace the. Uh, there was no dancing going well, on. It's good. They, were, they were trying to. They were trying to embrace an, a nightclub ambiance. I thought you might. Um, have yeah, thrown but there was shapes. You know. Weirdly enough, there was no. I. I. I if I had done. Did you dance be... like your dad? Would have seen them. I always do dance like my dad. Dance, uh, check that out, people. Rudy V's Dance Like Dad. It's it, quality. It's, it's, it's a decent song. Thank hey, you. Gave decent... you a plug, mate. I mean, what thank, would you you, want? thank you, mate. And a decent vid. Yeah, please do. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't see it through to the end. I'm afraid. No worries. But I felt it was. I felt it could have been run better. I think the major criticism was this. Um, 
they didn't mix it properly they didn't have enough speakers and consequently they lost the room very early on i'm very disappointed that we've got no exclusives from it um, but i don't blame you for it or hold I you think accountable there wouldn't have been any exclusives chidge yeah. because it was very contained. well there is one apparently we're going to win the fucking champions league as well that was a pretty good exclusive <laughs> if i was being hypercritical of potter he could have said again but I'll, I won't hold that against him. Uh, <laughs> he right. should have said that. We, but once again, in, in the presser, we got um, a slight embarrassment about dealing with All right. Well, that. I don't want to talk about that now because I want to go to a break, and I'm going to. Um, and, but before I do, before I do, we have the big uh, Stanford Chidge sleep-out plug, talking of plugs, having plugged the Rudy Vs. Um, what? Stanford Chidge. Oh, sorry, yeah, Freudian slip. No, I've changed you the title. Awful. <laughs> That's awful, Chidge. <laughs> I've only been doing this for the last five years. Don't tell me this, oh this is the first God. time you've noticed that I've been doing that. No, no, no. I notice every time. I've just called you out you on just it. just called me out on it. All right, fair enough. It's the big Stamford bridge sleeper. Bridge sleeper. Uh, it's a week tomorrow, mate. There's only a week to go. Um, I'm truly touched by everybody who's, uh, who's, who's sponsored me, actually. It, it, you've been unbelievably generous. I shall give you all a shout out now. Phil Spector, Frank Britton. Kevin C, Carefree in Newquay, Craig Jenkins, Nigel Bird, Mark and Carol Spector, Chris Mahoney, Patrick H, Damian Bush, Sean Parry, Silas Bartlett, Russell, Andrew Goldstone, Joe Mingola, Lee Beaver, Loz Barnes, Caroline Walters, Tony Skeen, David Lotz, and Carol Hope, Philip, uh, Daryl Middleditch, who of course is in Mixler as we speak and has got a horrible chest infection. I read that earlier, uh, Daryl. I'm sorry to hear that, mate, and uh, I hope you get very well very soon from all of us. Uh, Trey Bertelson, Pierre, Chad Harris, Brian Justman and Benji. You are all legends and superstars. Now, uh, you can donate way after this event finishes next Saturday, but uh, you might as well do it now if you can. Justgiving.com slash, or sorry, forward slash fundraising. I'll do that again. Justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash David hyphen Chigi one. Or just go to justgiving.com, put in Big Stamford Bridge Sleepout. Definitely don't put in Big Stamford Chidge Sleepout. It will get you nowhere. If you put in Big Stamford Bridge Sleepout, uh, then you'll see loads of people that you can sponsor. You don't have to sponsor me. You can sponsor anybody you like who's doing it. There's over 100 of us. Uh, and it'll be fantastic. I will be, in fact, I am pre-recording the Tales from the Shed this Sunday evening around my fire pit with a bottle of whiskey and a cigar and you can see them all live on well not live but you can see them all played out on the evening so there you go a uh, very quick plug for our wonderful fanzines cfc uk of course uh you'll probably be able to get the last remaining copies tomorrow at the everton match uh, at the stall or in fulham broadway where you can find out where they are by people going hurry up it's only a pound uh, if you can't ever do that, don't worry. You can subscribe to CFC UK by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. If you want a hard copy sent to you in the post, 18 quid in the UK, 40 quid in Europe, 56 for the rest of the world. Alternatively, you can get an e emailed PDF version, six quid for a year's uh, subscription or one pound each. And you can pay all of that via PayPal. And of course, we also have the King's Meadow Chronicle uh, from our very own Dean Mears, which accompanies the wonderful Went to Mo uh, King's P Meadow podcast. And that is available as a PDF for £1. Or if you want a hard copy, it's two quid plus postage and packing from kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. And Dean sells it at the ground, doesn't he, Dane? Yeah, he does. I think we're uh, on to issue four now. Uh, and you can obviously say you just said the, the website you can go on and sometimes he does some really good deals. You know, it's got some really good writers involved, you know. 
an authentic fan opinion on what's going on at, at King's Meadow. Uh, I think cover issues are four for two pound, but plus postage in these ships worldwide. And yeah, we've got one more to do for the end of the season. As you said, it can also comes as a PDF, which which is a lot cheaper to make. Uh, back issues, I think, are, are a pound. Yeah, so it's really exciting to be part of, even though I've been very lazy. I didn't do the last one. We will forgive you, Dane. We will forgive you. Right, we're off for a cup of tea and a, and a rub down or something like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in a minute. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is uh, Stanford Chidge from the Chelsea Fancast here and uh, we are in the middle of our preview show uh, and we are in fact about to preview the Chelsea versus Everton game and I'm joined as ever by the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Lovely to be on the show. Thank you very much for having me. The superb Dane Whittle. Thank you. Good evening everyone. And the absolutely delightfully lovely Adam Newson, who is uh, spending his last Chelsea fan, the last Chelsea fan he's going to do. It's all right. He's, he's not upset me or anything. I haven't fired him. Don't panic. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's leaving a free man. That's all I can say. Adam, thank you as always. And again, for being such an absolute trooper with us for the last few years. Thank can we you send him a cake, Chich? <laughs> well, we could do. I mean, this is, the, this is the annoying thing about doing this, not, not you know, in a pub anymore, that we, we could have had a cake and champagne. We would have done. We used to do this kind of thing, you know, but now it's just like, yeah, hello, mate, on Zoom. Yeah, I've done the show, fuck off. You know, it's not quite the same, is it? <laughs> it's not quite the same, really, is it? But there you go. We have to say it with words, JK. You and I are good at words. We just say it with words. Cake. Hey. Not, not, not that word. No, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 I, we love Adam, and we are grateful to Adam. Those kind of words, anyway. Yes. Okay. Enough words. We need to move I on. Love you, Adam. Waiter. <laughs> yeah, Adam Newson's magic. He wears a magic hat. 
And when he was for Football London, he said, no, we're not going to go down there. <laughs> uh, anyway, I came up with a, a song, didn't I, for Mason Mount on the spur of the moment uh, on, on, Jake, on the show that we did last week uh, on the email show. And I completely can't remember what it was now, JK, but you couldn't believe I just made it up literally as I was going he along. He did, everybody. He did. If, if you yes. want to know, you just have to listen to the In Off The Post show and then tell me what I sang, because I can't it remember. Really, it was really good, and I can't remember it either. No, it can't, <laughs> be that, can't be that good then, can it? Let's face it. No. Anyway, uh, I think this is the thing that everybody's waiting for. It's the Chidge team selection uh, for... I love the, this moment. Yeah, I love I this. Know. I love this so much. Now, um, I think the caveat has to be, I, I like you, thought that maybe James was still ill but I got that wrong so the caveat is that James will be playing not Loftus-Cheek as the right wing back okay I blame it on me being tired what can I say but my lineup is pretty much the same as we've had the last few weeks because I think that's working so Kepa uh Cucurella, he played well he stays uh for me Koulibaly Fafana uh Fernandez Kovacic uh as our middle two Chilwell and Reese James on the right unless he is protecting Reese James in which case it'll be Cheek because I thought Cheek did all right even though you could make a case for Gallagher because he did even more all right although they changed the system anyway so basically Chilwell Fernandez Kovacic and I'm going to go James not Cheek because he's better Felix and Havertz uh, in the same roles that they were in last week now this is where I deviate and interestingly enough I I, I, I did this last week and said Pulisic should start up up front um, even though I'm not convinced by him in any way, shape or form. But I think, you know, if if what Potter is trying to do is to have... Uh, we, we can now call this the Sterling role. So basically have somebody small and nippy up front who can get up the pitch really quickly and pin, you know, their defenders back and give them something to worry about, right? If you haven't got Sterling, I think Pulisic is actually a better option the Mudrick, because as we know from last week, Mudrick played, he didn't play that very well in the middle, but you stuck him on the left, which is actually kind of where he plays, and he suddenly looks a very different player. So if he starts with this system, I would, I, I think Pulisic would be a better bet doing that than Mudrick, okay? And as we all know, once it gets to about 60 minutes, everything changes anyway, and I get confused and lost. So that's <laughs> what I'm starting with, JK. Yes, uh, 60 minutes is the interesting point, isn't it, where everything changes, and... Um... I think um, Connor is, that's his role now, is to come on for 20 to 25 minutes at the end and be excellent, because he has been the last couple of games. And um, it's uh, it, it it's sort of given him a role now, because we were worried about him before as to what earth he did. And I think coming on when everybody's knackered and, and running around like a madman, but not the headless chicken, somebody who's actually doing something... Um, uh, that's been planned and he's contributes a huge amount to the team, like kicking the ball off the line at Leicester, for example. Um, you uh, you can see his worth within this setup. I'm so pleased because he is... He's, a, he's, he's a such, closer. That's what I've started calling him. A closer. Sorry, say again. Closer. closer. Closer, yeah. Yeah, it's like that, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's like bringing on a... Cl- uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah, as in the cricket, it's like bringing on somebody to bowl the last couple of overs. The two players to bowl and the last. Yeah. What, what, what's the, what is the they call Stuart Broad? A night hawk. <laughs> yeah, the night hawk. Rather, rather than a night it's, night watchman, a night hawk. A night hawk. It's Chris Jordan, isn't it? Now for the uh, yeah. b- b- bowling the uh, yeah. the last few. Death, he's, got, he's a death bowler. Death bowler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I th- I like your theory about Pulisic, actually. It's really interesting because you were right. Having said that, Mudrick did one very good thing um, when he was playing up front in the um, Leicester game, and it led to one of the offside goals. 
which is he just ran forward on his own in the middle and played a fantastic ball to the right, I think, to Cheek. And Cheek, Cheek was the best game Cheek had at, at wing-back. Really, uh, was was quite revealing, actually. I think they're all relaxing much more into their roles. In a sense, you think that's Cheek's role now. If he, you know, he's, it's if he's playing constantly, playing the the three at the back and the two wing backs. Cheek's the spare wing back, and he looked much more capable of getting the ball in. He did several decent crosses, and he's also quite a swift, decent pace he runs at. Um, but I, I I like Mudrick just because he's he's quicker than Pulisic. I think the thing about Mudrick, he's the quickest player of the lot. And it, I almost, I think, as I said the other day, I don't think it matters who's up front as long as they're really speedy because it gives, it takes the, 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 the focus off Havertz and Havertz, Havertz just then is, is in there being Havertz. And Havertz's last two games have been the best I've seen him play for Chelsea. I really do. He was fabulous against Leicester. Um, and Leicester were actually a pretty decent side. It, um, that, that was why everybody got fed up with Rodgers because he took off the three best players for them who were really taking us, taking us to the cleans. I keep using that expression. They were running rings round us. Um, and we were periods where we couldn't get the ball. It wasn't that easy playing against them. And we still did did pretty well. But, um, but Chilwell was completely phenomenal. And what I loved about Chilwell was that when he comes over to take the corners, because he's taking corners so well, thank goodness for that. They've finally got somebody not hitting the first man. It's not, you know, it, it's 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 so simple to get it right. But blimey, he's actually pinging them in excellently. He, he's he got such a, a an appealing personality. And I think he's going to, if he can stay fit, will become one of the, the crowd's, the, the, the crowd's favourites because the amount of applause that he got. And at the end, he ran over specifically to give his shirt to somebody and he hadn't been with everybody coming up to to thank us. And he got an enormous cheer for doing it. And it was um, it was absolutely lovely. And I, I see it, it because he's he knows that he's playing well and he scored a fabulous goal. And I, I if he plays as well as this. He'll play for England well and then get injured. No, no, we didn't say that. No, no, we um, don't want that. No, no, we no. don't want that. Dame, don't want what, that. Dame, what, Dame, what do you think of my my astonishingly same as same I, I, as last I, week? Haven't you? Oh, I know, I was, sorry, I was just timing it on. about ten minutes. I, know, I thought I know, you must sorry, have finished I, by I, now. I, I took over. I do apologise. Um, anyway, I don't think you'll play Felix. Uh, no, what about Felix? We're talking about him no, later. He's playing. Yeah, Felix, right. wonderful. Why, I think why, you'll, why wouldn't yeah. he be playing? No, no, sorry, he is playing. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I meant didn't mean it. Sorry, I don't think you'll play Pulisic. I think you'll play Midrick. I mean, and I, I wouldn't have a problem with that because I, I like I like Modric. I just think after that first half against Leicester, I mean, it'd be interesting to think what Dane thinks about that. What do you think, my team, Dane? That was literally the the, the team I wrote down. Uh, it, when when I'm writing them down, it's it's hard because there's probably about five or six players who are in a really good moment, and at some point this season, we've either seen them get injured or, or have some really bad form, but. It's, it's a really good time at the moment. Reese's form is okay, but if I'm look, I'm looking at Fofana's looking good, Koulibaly, Cucurella, Chile, Chile has really come to the Enzo Fernandez. Wow, he 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 impressed me so much against Leicester. Kovacic, who, who Adam said, you know, we're we're still managing his fitness, starts to look really good. Felix, it's just goals with him, isn't it? He's got everything else. Havertz looks so much more comfortable as we know when he just drops a little bit deeper. Mudrik, who's building up his fitness, looks so fast and mobile. See, I I, I get the Pulisic argument, and 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 sometimes you you know I as you obviously know personally, I see it from two angles with him. Uh, and at the moment, I'm thinking, well, there was a lot of complaints when Ziek 
went straight into the team after his uh, failed transfer to PSG. I mean, you get a lot of uh, a lot of news from across the pond saying that he'll probably be off in the summer. Certain certain ex footballer uh, close to the camp reckons there's no way back. You know that, that it's gone and he, he he will go in the summer. So then putting him in like confuses me. You know, you got Medeke who's who's still there. You got obviously Mudrik who, who we're trying to build up. You know these players, but. With Pulisic, he, he he under Potter, we played in such a defensive structured way. I always thought we didn't get him in enough positions to attack. Uh, but if you take what we've seen with Potter in recent in recent weeks, Havertz, Felix, Mudrik, whoever it's been, Sterling, they've looked so free and have all, all been put in really good attacking positions numerous times. So I'd, I would like to once again see Pulisic under a new manager because his form looked a little bit different when, when Potter started playing him early on. I'm cut 50-50. Do I want to see him given a chance under Potter in his freeway? Or do I think, you know what, if we're going to cut our losses, what's the point? But I get, you know, when you said, you know, young, uh, sorry, a little whippersnapper running for our foot, you like mentioning John Spencer for a little while, but you were... Uh, we we could, we could play him, mate. He'd probably score more goals. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Right, let's ask somebody who, who has, who's got no excuses. We, we've all got excuses, but Adam has none because he, he's a professional. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, Mark's out of 10 for my team selection, Adam. Oh, sure, it's out of 11. Oh, very good. Yeah, because 11 is one more than 10. I think you... Sorry, Spinal got... Tap reference there, everybody, for those of you who didn't get it. I think you've probably got nine dead on. Ooh. Uh, two Obviously, yeah, Midrick or Pulisic. I think, I think we pretty much know how Everton are going to play. They're going to come. I need to Burnley. Everton are going to come and you, you sit You might back. as well, really. <laughs> you know Everton are going to come. They're going to sit back. There's not going to be a great deal of space. It's going to be... The onus is going to be on Chelsea to probably break through a low block for that reason. And... V's, Adam. V's, mate. Yes. The V's. For that reason, I probably would be more inclined to go with Pulisic just because I think he... For, for the criticism people may have of Pulisic, I think one thing he's very good at is attacking the six-yard box. And you need that player in that penalty area if you're trying to break down a low block because there will be crosses coming in, there will be passes being played into the penalty area, and I think you need that presence in there. It's not a physical presence, but Pulisic does have that ability to sniff out chances. So I'd go with him. The only other change I think he could make would or not change, but to, to the team you put out here, Chidge, is maybe bring him in Badia Shield for Kukurea because in the press conference, Potter highlighted Burnley or was asked, I think Burnley are very good from set pieces. He made a very strong point of that. Yes, it's, you know, it's, we are aware of that, it's what they do. Um, kind of know how Everton will probably try and exploit that. They've got a lot of tall players, and maybe for that reason, you bring in Badia Shield for his height because Chelsea aren't a very big team, other than that. So I think. Nothing has done wrong. I think he's been very, very good the last two games. But I think maybe you just bring in Maddie Shield for that physical presence. Yeah, I'm liking that a lot, actually. I think that makes a lot of sense. Horses for courses. No no, no slight on you, Cucurella, because we now think you're a terrier, not a poodle. Uh, and you don't get much higher praise from JK than that. He once, he once said that to me, so I know I know what, what, what he's talking about. Yeah, OK. Well, we will, we will see tomorrow, won't we, of course? Um, hmm. I mean, I suppose the main thing really uh, about the match tomorrow is that we, we need to really keep it going. I'm going to give you a few. I'm going to go early with the stats, okay, because I know how much you love them. Uh, this is mental, right? This is mental. 
uh, Chelsea are unbeaten in 27 Premier League home games against Everton dating back to November 1994 when Paul Rideout uh, scored the only goal in a 1-0 win. We had we had Anthony Burness playing for us. That's or Barnes playing for us. That's how long ago it was. And that was the Joe Royal Dogs of War side. They were they were nasty. Anyway, we've won 15 and drawn 12. And that is the longest unbeaten run against any side at Stamford Bridge in top flight history. So, you know, we you know we, we also, that Everton are a bit of a bogey side away for us. Then we are certainly a bogey uh, side away for them. Um, if they do win, they'll be bidding to beat Chelsea in a fifth, uh, in a fifth straight campaign for the first time since 1936. Yes, indeed. So there we go. That's a weird stat. Uh, Sean Dyche, you will not be surprised to hear. I have, you know what? I have so much time for Sean. I like Sean Dyche a lot. He's a proper, proper, proper manager in my book. Since his arrival, I mean, he's moved Everton immediately out of the uh, the relegation zone, like we all knew he would. Uh, but only five Premier League teams have picked up more points than Everton since he arrived. That's ten. He's won three, drawn, uh, drawn one, lost three. None of those wins, however, came on the road. So their away form, Everton's away form, is still their weak point. And uh, since the start of last season, Everton have earned fewer points on the road, 18, than any of the 17 Premier League sides to feature across both seasons. So there we go. So, I mean, it. I mean, you know, you can read these stats out to, to, to your heart's content, but it, it'll all say the same thing, that we think Everton are shit when they come to Stamford Bridge. And we should absolutely, you know, rip them a new one, really. But like you were saying, Adam, you know, they are going to play the way we know. I mean, we know. Well, actually, do you know what? We say we know this. I've actually put this in the script uh, horribly out of order. Um, which Dice team will turn up? Because, you know, when I'm, our experiences of him as a Burnley manager, you know, they did they did give us a bloody nose on a couple of occasions at Stamford Bridge. Um, everybody thinks it's going to be a dour 1-0 will just about squeak home because they'll just defend with 200 men in the penalty area. But actually, Burnley, you know, I, I said last week that actually a Dyche team in this kind of situation is just as likely to throw this game as to try and battle it out and grind a result out because he's going to think, we're not going to get three points here anyway. We'll get three points next week at home against somebody else, whoever they're playing. So I think it's really hard to know what Dyche team's going to turn up here, mate. Is he likely to do it like that, though, Chidge, this this season, given that we have a frailty about us in the past? Well, we're not frail at the moment, are we? We're on a bit, well, we're on a bit of a roll, aren't we? Well, only three, yeah, but three games. He might go for it at the beginning to see what the reaction is. You're only as good as your last then, three games, mate. And then go back to uh, defending. Yeah, he might smash and grab it, you mean? Yeah, you might have a go at the beginning. Yeah. What, what do you reckon, Adam? Impress. I think the fact he's only taken charge of what is it, seven games, maybe eight with a cup game. He's still quite new. Players are still sort of trying to impress and earn their places under him. So I think it's maybe a little bit of a different situation to at Burnley, where he had complete control over that dressing room and the confidence of players and and sort of knew what everyone was about. But I think if Chelsea score early, I'm pretty confident they will go on and win. Um, because obviously that brings Everton out, but I don't think it's going to be a particularly pretty game unless Chelsea score early. And if they do, then I wouldn't be surprised if they then opened up a 
not going to say three or four, but that might be ambitious for recent weeks. Maybe a two-goal advantage. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we don't score early. We've not scored inside 15 minutes, well, certainly all season at home, from what I understand. Um, Dane, um, you know, it's a good it's a good question. I mean, you know, they. I mean, here, here's the question I want to ask you, because, I mean, JK was absolutely fro- fo- foaming at the mouth about this after Leicester, when he, he, and he was there, so he would know, because he'd have seen the game. But uh, Leicester were deliberately kicking a lot of our players. Uh, Chilwell was getting it. Uh, Felix, absolutely. So do you think do you think Dyche is going to go to the Bernie... Uh, the, I'm doing it now. The Everton lads and go, get into them. They don't like it up them. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> no, really? Do you think he might? Really? Yeah, no. of course he is. He's going to freaking get that. They've got a couple of annoying little blinking Rottweilers, haven't they? Uh, Holgate usually likes to uh, uh, have a kick out a, a few of our players. I've seen uh, Gay in, in, in midfield as well. He usually turns into a bit of a bit of a nasty little player against us. It's funny because because Dyche will always set up quite well against us. You know, it's funny your, your theory on the, the potential of him just maybe just thinking, oh, you know, maybe I need to write this game off. We was always quite comfortable playing Burnley away more than we we was at home. Uh, so it, it makes you wonder, obviously, the different setups. If he struggles against, you know, struggled to how to set up against us uh, at Turf more. But it's definitely an interesting one. But yeah, yeah, all these dice teams will be at us, wouldn't they? At us and, and and frothing at the mouth and trying to wind us up. And you know, the stat again about the couple of goals, you know, scoring in that first that first section of the game. I, you know, I see us winning quite comfortably. I'm getting a bit ahead of myself with prediction. I nearly said it, but. No, no, no. Save it. Save it. I'm just checking to see the referee is. Uh, Mariner again. <laughs> is, 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 don't tell me. It doesn't. It's not. Oh, it's England. D- David England's the referee. Um, I don't know too much about him, so he can't have done too, you know, too many onerous things. JK, you know about England? No. No. Adam? No. No. Is he with the Welsh FA? <laughs> Very fun. No, he's, he's England from England. Is he okay? He's no, got a little know. England flag by his name. I don't think they're referring just to his name, mate. If if they get a goal, Pickford will time waste because that appears to be his default. And I just really hope they apply the law, the six second law, because it's punishable by, uh, by death, a card, and a free by kick. Death? Punishable yeah. By death, punishable by death—the six second law. No, no, oh, death okay. would be but it would mean that nearly every referee and nearly every goalkeeper in the division would be. Um, would be uh, not playing anymore but in particular i'd like to see the jeopardy that that would bring to the game personally i I would love it actually it'd be fantastic if there were more death situations it would stop people for any time wasting death yeah and immediately you know on pitch death i think would be yeah yeah. somebody runs on with a silencer on pitch executions um but no but pickford the the fact that pickford gets away i still see him doing it with this lying on the ball and then getting up and about looking up and not, and the referee does nothing yeah. at all it's just bizarre that that law is never applied i just don't get that and it, if you remember at the game last year um mina played this away in particular and he and he and uh and pickford are like sort of you know bosom buddies and congratulate each other every time they time waste or kick someone is come up and cuddle and it was absolutely ridiculous this self-congratulatory rubbish that went on which once again I think it was Mariner or Friend one of the two was the referee at the time who just did absolutely nothing but um, we can expect if they get a goal you can expect utter shithousery and lots of kicking and lots of 
of lying about for no apparent reason. And it's down to the strength of the ref to actually say, I'm not taking this or add on eight minutes at the end. You know, it's it's I find it interesting with with Everton because I think Everton should be better than they are. They've got some really decent players. Calvert-Lewin's a very good player. I know he hasn't been playing very well. And Gay is actually a decent player, isn't he? Idris Gay. And Tarkovsky's always been a very solid defender, as with Cody. I don't know whether it's worked between them. I thought it wasn't Coleman. He's just so irritating because he's very... Um, yeah. he, he's he's just a, he's in, in your face and, and I mean, a very decent fullback. And um, who was it? The chap um, uh, who was injured in the first minute of the game at the beginning of the season. And only just come back is is a nasty piece of work. I can't remember his bloody name. What's his name? Um, uh, not Holgate. Godfrey. Yeah. Godfrey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh my goodness me. Um, and I'm surprised that Townsend doesn't get in anymore. Is he injured? Because I always thought he was a decent player. Actually, I think he is. I think he, he is. is. I think he's injured. Yeah. Yeah, and Davies might get on, and he's he's, he's nasty as well. Yeah, so we got to watch for being kicked. This we know. I mean, what yeah. one thing that did, really does worry me, Adam, is Jordan Pickford, um, because he I think he is a good keeper, and very good keeper. Chid. And JK, he always, he, he always, you know, he, he always turns it turns up against us. He's, he he boasts apparently. Who knew that he boasts? How do, how do Flash Score know this? This is appalling English. <laughs> he boasts a joint high five career, clean sheets against the Blues. Yeah, I can just imagine picture in my head now. Jordan Pickford going down all the pubs in uh, in Liverpool going, do you know what? I've got a joint high five career clean sheets against Chelsea, so have some of that. It's just nonsense. <laughs> that, that is how professional footballers talk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just but he's good against Chelsea. He's a good keeper. Um, J- JK already hates him for time wasting, quite rightly. It, 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 it has the potential to be a frustrating afternoon. And put it this way, Chelsea have given us plenty of frustrating afternoons at Stamford Bridge recently without the other team even having to try too hard. I'm a bit, there's, a, there's a bit of me that worries about it, this, Adam. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, I can understand why. It's the sort of game Chelsea have struggled in. You know, Dortmund leads to an extent Leicester. They, they're all teams that gave Chelsea a bit more space, where Everton aren't going to do that, in theory, under Sean Dyche. Um I just think he winning this. I, I just don't want Chelsea to lose this because it is the international break that follows. And I really don't want everybody stewing for two weeks over a defeat again because the mood has been lifted. There does seem to be a bit more of a positive momentum, a better feeling about things in general. And to lose that going into an international break where everybody sits around for two weeks and feels crap is far from ideal. So, yeah, it's, it's saying. Every game is uh, an important game at the moment, but I think in the context of keeping that that positivity going into what is going to be a very crucial run for Chelsea, because I was looking at it earlier and and Chelsea have 14 games left to play this season and they've got a lot of very tricky games out of that 14. Obviously, you've got Real Madrid twice, they've got United away, Arsenal away, City away again, Liverpool coming to Stamford Bridge, Brighton coming to Stamford Bridge, Brentford coming to Stamford Bridge. It's not going to be an easy run in at all. So as long as Chelsea can keep the momentum going, then that will help them. Yeah, I think we'll do okay, and I think we'll finish tenth. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we were saying, wasn't it? We won three games in the trot, and we're still tenth. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Isn't it, Dane? I mean, I actually I actually think that uh, you know that Chelsea, the players we've got at Chelsea, they've suddenly remembered that they're actually decent footballers. 
I think they're like bloody racehorses, our team. They really are. You know, they're, just, they're, they're, they're neurotic, basically. But I think that they've remembered in the last three matches, oh, 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 that's right, yeah, we can play football. Oh, yeah, good, okay. So, like, Havertz is a, is a man reborn in the last two weeks. He's looked absolutely beyond shit for most of the season. Suddenly, last two games, oh, he's looked like Kai Havertz again. Oh, that's nice. So, I think, I think, I think... You know, we, we talked about it a little bit on Monday. It's about momentum. I think we've got a bit of momentum, and I think they, that there's a belief in that squad at the moment, and I think they've remembered that they can play football. So I'm a bit less worried about this than I may have been, say, four weeks ago, particularly when I read this stat. This is a horrible stat. Including his three as Everton manager, 40% of Dyche's Premier League victories, 30, have been by a 1-0 scoreline. <laughs> Uh, it's funny you say how they've remembered how to play football, but they've also reminded us, haven't they? You know, we've seen we've seen the, the real good in Havertz, you know, as I alluded to about 10 minutes ago, playing in a, a more deeper position, which we've all cried out for, you know, I, 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 without being uh, naive to how much people watch football and how much they watch the World Cup. But some people must have been wondering, you know, like 105 apparent million we spent on Enzo Fernandez, you know, just based on on a couple of performances, you know, you can imagine they were pulling their hair out. And then recently he started to really step up and, you know, we're seeing confidence, aren't we? And you can see it, you can see that there's like been a weight lifted off and there's an air of, air of excitement. And you're right. You know, I'd never thought in, we all think we know about football, but I remember sitting down to watch the Southampton game and never ever thought we would, we would not win that game. Uh, let alone draw and lose. And you're right. In recent weeks, coming into this game, you could have before before the three three victories, you could have seen like a typical Everton one nil. Well, although they don't actually play well at Stamford Bridge, it's a bit of a contradiction. But you could see the way it could potentially go. But you know, I, I'm confident. I, I think the players would be confident. I think they'll they'll put Everton aside. You know, fairly easy. And and like Adam said, you know, it. it if it isn't, and it's just one of those performances that we managed to grind out, then fine, because that will still give us confidence. You know, the victory will give us confidence. And and, and two weeks away, you're not mulling over this freaking game like we must have done previously with, you know, as I said, with, with Southampton and, 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 and draws at West Ham and things like that. It will put us in a really good position for two weeks. Mm, yeah, we've got to... We've really got to keep it going. I think that's the, the, the thing. Keep up that momentum. What are you going for prediction-wise? Did you tell me then? No, 3 0. 3 0. I love it. I love it. Adam? 2 0. 2 0. Cautious, Adam. Cautious. JK? 1 0. 1 0. Who, too? <laughs> yeah, who, too? Chelsea? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, just checking. So JK's going 1 0. Dane's going 3 0. Adam's going 2 0. I am also going for 2 0. Uh, I'm, I'm not because I'm being cautious. Um, I just don't. Well, I mean, you know, I'd love to go more, but I'm going to go two 0 That's what I put in my Premier League predictions. I had a good week last week, uh, and yet still, like Chelsea, I find myself in fifty fourth place on page. I almost two. went Mortgage. I was. I'm so. I was. I was going to say four uh, nil. I think they'll fall apart, but I, I thought no. Come on, forget the last three games. I think what we was like before. So just tone it down one goal at least. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but it's got four goals a season, haven't we? Well, exactly. It's got to come come sooner or later. We haven't anyway. I do think we're playing. I think I think the confidence is back. I've I've got a little bit of faith back in this team. We shall see. We shall see. Right. Uh, we will be back on Monday. Oh, did I? Hang on, hang on. I did ask you. I said one. You said no, one. No, no, no. What about the Felix situation? You said there was a yeah, but, but I, I mean that mate. That was in part one. 
I know, but we never talked about <laughs> well, it. Well, we fucking missed the boat then, because I ain't well, talking I, about I, it I'm now. interested. I'm well, interested. Go and talk, go and talk to about to talk about it after the show, because I'm finishing the show. Felix, oh, Felix got bumped, I also wanted to it's ask Adam happened. a really good question. Well, you can ask him after the show as well, unless no, it's relevant we, now. We need to share it with everybody else. Go on then, quickly. We've got 10 minutes. Quickly. Given the fact... Adam, everybody is somehow... Anyway, that's all we got time for tonight. <laughs> have, have suddenly revealed Definitely not working for him tonight. ...have suddenly revealed themselves as being competent. Who do you think they're going to get rid of in the summer? Oh, God, I don't know. Because before we had a list that we could say, well, Havertz is shit. Well, <laughs> he's, you know, Cucurella's shit. Well, um, Pulisic shit. Well, uh, um, Kovacic has passed his sell-by date. All of these players, we decided because they weren't performing. And now, because they're performing well, I think it now becomes really difficult. Cheek, I had to get rid of Cheek. He never, ever performs well. Been really good. uh, Without sounding too businessy, it will come down to contracts, a lot of it. it, You're going to have a lot of players who go into this summer with a year left. And... We know the owners don't want to see players walking away for nothing. They found this the, the Rudiger and Christensen situation ridiculous, that you're losing these two guys for absolutely nothing. So they won't allow that to happen. So it will be a case of, OK, let's talk about contracts, who's getting a new one, who wants to stay, who wants to go, and weighing it up through that. The, the Felix situation is... I'm guessing you're referring to the 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 athletic piece that they did, where it was weighing pros and cons of of signing him and not signing him. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it. Is it in the athletic? I'll go and have a look. Yeah, it's it's a Simon and, and Liam debate. One 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 picks one side, the other goes the other side about whether or not they should sign Felix. And I think it's a it's a good debate to have. It's a difficult one for I think probably for me. I think you probably still have to wait because it's still quite early. He is going to cost an absolute fortune. Maybe there are other areas in the squad that are uh, sort of in more immediate need of attention, especially given you've got Christopher and Kunku coming in as well. But he is a player that a lot of Chelsea fans are very much taken to and and absolutely love his quality. Um, and, you know, if he'd been a bit more fortunate, he would have probably three or four goals by now and maybe an assist or two to his name. But, but he hasn't, Adam. And that's he what hasn't. he's paid for. So it's it's a very interesting debate, that. Yeah, it is. It'll run and run and run, which is why I bumped it earlier, because we can have this debate again, you see. So there you go. Yeah, but I wanted to have it with Adam, because Adam is, you know... You've got his number. Cheat. He's in he's our a... WhatsApp group. <laughs> I don't have his number. He's in our WhatsApp group, mate. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Sorry, yeah. For God's sake, honestly. Right, can I finish the show now, please, Uncle Jonathan? Oh, if you must. Can I? Sure. All right. Oh, guys, should we let him finish it? Can I just point out that Chelsea did play Real Madrid in 1998 in the Super Cup? They, yeah. Did we not mention that? You mentioned that that you've been waiting. You've been waiting many years to see Chelsea. Yeah, play but I couldn't Madrid. go to that. It was it was away in Monaco, mate. You know, it was, it was a good point though. You are. Yeah, I had I had an opportunity, but not to see them at Stamford Bridge, which is kind of what I really meant, I suppose. Just boy, it scored, didn't he? He, he did. He did. Yeah, it was brilliant. Our first, our first of two UEFA Super Cups. So there we go. I really am going to end the show now because that is all we've got time for. We will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show with me, His Royal Highness, Jonathan Kidd, and the... Oh, at- Duke of Kidd. Duke, Duke of Kidd. Kidd. But that's kind of second in the hierarchy, isn't it, Dukes? Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royal Highness would be better. But so, I'm not, I, yeah. so I'm Queen, you're Duke. So that's how it is. You know it. You know it. Okay. I'm Queen. Yeah. Uh, right, anyway, Martin Wickham, the absolutely wonderfully lovely... Martin Wickham, and if you're listening, Martin, happy St. Paddy's Day to you, my friend, and I hope you're downing a Guinness or 10. 
Uh, so there you go. So we'll be back on Monday at half past seven. And guess what? We'll be looking back at the match against Everton. Who knew? Uh, Dane, lovely to see you as always. We'll see you again very soon, I hope. Well, we're going to see you in the pub at all soon. Uh, maybe the next time will be when Brian's down. Uh, but, you yeah, know, thank you. It's, it's been obviously an honour being on Adam's last show and, you know, without saying too much, wish him all the luck in the world for whatever his future plans is. And obviously lovely seeing you two again. Yeah. Bleat on the screen, but the point you make is it's a lot nicer seeing you in person over a pint. So, yeah, hopefully soon. If not, we'll sync load with Brian when he's over. We definitely will. We will definitely do that. And, uh, Yes, Adam, I echo that again for the third time. You've been an absolute trooper on this show. You've added to it in in a, ma- in a massive and a wonderful way, and we are very, very grateful. And uh, we wish you huge amounts of luck in whatever you're doing next, which we know what it is, but it is embargoed, so I'm not going to say it to anybody what it is yet. So, but I'm just going to say thank you, We haven't got you, a replacement. We haven't got a replacement. Uh, you can't the... replace Adam, mate. I'm just going to um, like, I'm going to retire the shirt, mate. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, there are only ever going to be three on a so Friday. It's, it's just going to be Liam if he if he can if he can remember. It'll just be Liam. We're not going to bother. No more journos. We're retiring the shirt. It'll be the Adam Newson. We'll build a statue to him. In fact, in <laughs> Chelsea fancast towers. You know, that's 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 how far I'm prepared to go. You know. Thank so, you very much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure every single time. Now nah, you've been a, you've been a star, mate. So thank you, and uh, also to you, Mister Duke of Kid. Uh, as always, an absolute delight. Three times a week, mate. Honestly, my my people will talk. <laughs> let them. Let them. Yeah, I don't care either. It's great to see you. I um, may not see you tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. I've got my nephew with me, Sasha. Oh, I should have said this in the show. So I'm not going to finish the show yet. Actually, not quite, because I'm taking my nephew to his second ever game. And as luck would have it, his first game was when he was 14 and he was still a boy. And we went to see Chelsea play Burnley. And I said to him before we went, I said, mate, I said, don't out, don't hold out too much hope for some excitement this afternoon. Uh, you know, is, is, there might not be many goals. So I don't get too excited. And anyway, we won 3-0 because they threw it, basically. Uh, Jorginho got a penalty in front of the shed end, which pleased my nephew no end because he got to take a video of it, as kids like to do. I banned him from videoing any more of the game. I said, no, no, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. Put your video away. <laughs> um, but he's now he's now 17 and he's about a foot taller than me. So he's no longer a boy. But I'm hoping the luck, uh, he's still got the luck with him. But he, we came to see you, didn't we, in, in the posh bit afterwards. You were very nice. You gave him a cup of tea, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. So and uh, cake. I think I had a cake. And cake. Well. He had cake. He did indeed. He, he loved it. So there we go. So uh, I don't know what, what I'm up to tomorrow, but I'll have him in tow. So I hope to bump into you. If I don't, I'll see you very soon. But thank you, JK, as always, for being the superstar that you are. Oh, thank you. Lovely to be on the show as always, Chidge. Lovely. Uh, and thank you too to the lovely folks in Mixler. As I said earlier on, Daryl, get well soon. Uh, but we're off. We'll see you all Saturday if we can see you at the game, or if not, Monday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it careful, keep it chills. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.